the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and Friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power. Experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. open up the feast to me uh, by revelation and that's about the same time I came to Texas when I ran into Kelly Varner's work and he was still alive at the time Bill Britton and George Warnock and they all had wrote books about uh, the tabernacle so I taught every year on on the feast of tabernacles at this time of the year and I presented Jesus Christ in tabernacles by typology throughout the Holy Word, wherein the celebration of feast days, temple, tabernacle, sacrifices, the garments of the priest, it all reveals Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. So today I'm going to, I told you I was going to week two because it's so deep and it's so rich and you can never get to the end of it. Uh, this is to present Jesus Christ in the three entrances into the tabernacle of Moses. And you say, why should I be interested in that? Well, I am, because it reveals him to us. In his New Testament, 2 Corinthians 3, 13 through 18. But even unto this day, 
when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. We're talking about the veil in the Holy of Holies. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the spirit of the Lord. For so, Second uh, Peter 1, 11, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when God told Moses to build the tabernacle, he told it to build according to the pattern in heaven. It was the pattern in heaven. So even though the tabernacle doesn't exist anymore, the pattern's still in heaven. Amen. And it's a spiritual pattern and we take the journey spiritually through the tabernacle. The three entrances into the tabernacle of Moses. The gate into the outer court, a type of Passover. The door into the holy place, a type of Pentecost. And the veil into the holy of holies is tabernacles. The one outstanding factor that made this tabernacle different from the heathen temples of other nations was the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of his presence in the cloud and fire. We, the church of the 21st century, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, see that whole tabernacle that's in heaven dwells in you and I. Mm -hmm. Just as he told Moses to build it for the children of Israel, now that same temple is inside of us. So we are really living below our provision for what God has already put in us through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the only thing that makes us different today from the heathen religions is if we're not carrying the same cloud and fire in His presence. The tabernacle of Moses originated in the mind and planning of God. God gave the divine blueprint, pattern, and order to his man. His man gave this divine order to his people. God is a God of principle, and we are a people of his principle, his way, if we're following after him. Oh, we can follow after our own lust and our own self. Mm -hmm. God will, honor, will only honor and bless with his presence, his own program, and his own way, his method of doing to accomplish his purpose. And we know, it's been around long enough, that man has set up their own programs. If it worked over here and something happens, then they'll set up a whole program to be just like this program over here. Mm-hmm are a program that God moved in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay, God moved in the past like this, so we better do it just like that. Mm -hmm. Okay? The divine pattern carries to the book of Revelation all the way from Exodus to the book of Revelation. Uh, Ezekiel's temple has never been built. I'm sorry to tell y'all, it won't fit in Israel. The dimensions won't fit of Ezekiel's temple. Ezekiel's temple is 
the, is his divine vision of the temple in heaven. Same thing with the book of Revelation. The altar, the labor, the candlesticks, the golden altar, and the ark are in the book of Revelation because it's in heaven. And when we're studying these books on heaven, these people who've been to heaven, they see them there. They have seen these things. The revelation of this divine pattern given by God begins with the ark and moves toward man in the place outside the gate, bearing the reproach. The revelation of this divine pattern apprehended by man begins outside the gate, bearing the reproach and moves toward God in the ark. Jesus Christ was crucified outside the gate, bearing the reproach of all men. The camp was located at the foot of Mount Sinai. The structure was erected one year after the Red Sea on the first day of the first month of the new year. The cloud of God's presence and blessing honored the divine order and placement of the camp. God still has a divine order. It's called the government of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And it is written in Paul's epistles where he laid out the government of the kingdom of God. Yeah. The government of the kingdom of God that was given to Moses is a type of the tabernacle that is in heaven. The cloud is a type of the presence and glory of God as the Lord Jesus Christ, as the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God. Lord Jesus Christ, salvation, Passover. Holy Spirit, baptism, Pentecost. And the Spirit of God, tabernacles. The whole nation of Israel was delivered by blood, water, and spirit. Blood of the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ. Water baptized into Moses, water baptism. Spirit baptized in the cloud, Holy Ghost baptism. Okay, so let's take the first one. It's the gate into the outer court. And I'm really going here with, I wanted to just totally start with the Holy of Holies and just preach from there, but I decided I better go ahead and take y'all through the other two gates where you see clearly uh, the glory of the Spirit of God in tabernacles, in the Holy of Holies. Okay, number one, the gate into the outer court. The first entrance into the outer court was from the east side. Uh, the measurements are there, but it's not really relevant. I have them here in your notes, but it's not really relevant to what I'm teaching today, but it will be to other things. The typology of the gate. The only entrance into the courts of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other entrance. There's no other way by which man can be saved. There is no other religion by which man can be saved. This is what we believe the Word of God tells us this. John 14, 6, Acts 4, 12. Everyone has to come the same way. Um, man could enter, but only God's way, into the tabernacle. Same way into the kingdom. The east side was the side of the rising of the sun. The, the Israelites entered in light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. It was a wide gate, a universal gate for whosoever will. 
1 Timothy 2.4. This emphasizes the breadth of the gate. An invitation to the whole world. This gate kept out the one who refused to enter and kept in the one who chose to enter. Sunday night, I saw at my front door two angels with swords. Their mission was not there to protect my home, which I surely hope there's some angels there protecting my home. But they were to protect what was coming in and going out as we were studying. Uh, that which we were studying. So, uh, it will keep in the one who's supposed to come in and keep out the ones that, got, that are not supposed to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, the entrance into the courts of the Lord is not complicated. The gate can accommodate anyone and anyone who desires to come. The Lord Jesus Christ has made a way for all men. All men, all nations, all races, everyone. There were four pillars of brass set in brass sockets. These pillars were capped in silver and connected by silver fillets or connecting rods. The gate hung from silver hooks connected to the pillars. The four pillars, the worldwide availability of the gate, are the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are also four women in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It is the church that extends an invitation through this gate. The brass emphasizes that sin has been judged so that we can enter or the truth can stand strong in his redemption. The silver speaks of Christ's redemption offered at this gate. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the author and finisher of our faith. The the beginning and the end. In the beginning. And then in the book of Revelation. The silver hooks. Everything hangs on Christ's blood. And his redemption is the uniting, fact, uniting factor in all four Gospels. The gate, this gate was a beautiful gate. It attracted people. It was also a distinctive gate, for one could not mistake it for the rest of the wall of the linen fence. When we were studying, I think it was Richard Sigmund's when he died and went to heaven, my time in heaven. Uh, I think both he and Cat Kerr in their books describe the gates into the city and the gates into the temple. There can be no mistaking that the scriptures reveal but one way into the courts of the Lord, even Jesus Christ. The gate was made of needlework of fine twine linen and the colors of blue, <coughs> purple, and scarlet. This inwrought work and color show the life of Christ was inwrought, inworked, outworked, and indwelt by the Spirit of God, the work of the Holy Spirit. So I have, I'm going over what the outer gate, the typology of it here. It leads to the brazen altar, and the brazen altar is the type of the cross, and the forgiveness of the sin through the shedding of his blood for all Israel. The outer court is the realm of the new birth. It is the feast of Passover, the Lamb of God. It is the realm of salvation. It is the pattern of Son Jesus at birth. It is the realm of little children. It is pictured by Israel coming out of Egypt. 
and their deliverance. It is the realm of the 30-fold Christian, Matthew 33, 23, not anointing is on you, this. It is the elementary realm of thanksgiving for gifts and mercies. It's the realm of natural light, the sun. And it is the realm of goodwill of God, and it is the dust of Abraham's seed. Seed, and it is the realm of foolish virgins. It is pictured in the brass vessels of fire. Of Ezra is pictured in the gleams of the harvest. The realm of the first sealing, conversion and water baptism. The realm of the first anointing, kill a bear, a lion, and a giant. The realm of the first baptism in the sea, escape from Egypt, water baptism. The realm of the first heaven, and the first level of Noah's Ark, and Solomon, Solomon and Ezekiel's temple. Number two, the door into the holy place. This was the only entrance into the holy place. This speaks of Christ the door. John 14, 7 through 9. The measurements to the holy place were 10 by 10 by 20, 2,000 cubits. Jesus is the only entrance into the sheepfold of his church. And all priestly ministry is done through him. If you're not doing your ministry through Jesus Christ, then you are doing it through your own intellect and flesh. Those born again in the realm of the outer court are to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then develop a spiritual ministry in the many-membered body of Christ. Much of Christianity today is still in the outer court. They have not come through the entrance into the holy place. And then after we have perfected our gifts and calling, then develop a spiritual ministry in the many-membered body of Christ. The door was a high door. This emphasizes the height, and the other door emphasized the width, the height and the width and the depth, and shows a higher plane of the Christian walk and a greater dimension of the spirit, as well as a more exalted view of the glorified Christ. The door was half as wide as the gate to the outer court. It was a narrow door that reveals more discipline in the walk as priests. For it was not to be for all Israel, as was the gate. Matthew 7, 13 through 14, enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in, because straight is the gate, and there is the way which leads unto life. And few there be that find it. Mm. And we have much of Christianity mm. who have never gone through this gate. Mm. Few there be that find it. Mm. You've heard me say, people looking for devils under every nook and cranny behind every door. I don't go chasing demons. I chase Jesus Christ, and yes. then the demons come Amen. chasing me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The church is the place of priestly ministry. We, for we are being made kings and priests unto God. God desires to raise up in the earth a kingdom of priests. Through his church, 
He wants a many-membered body of saints to be joints of spiritual ministry through the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I believe God is moving upon the children now because so many children are seeing into the Spirit and seeing miraculous things by the Spirit. And uh, even their imaginary friends are, are, I would say, are their angels. I know mine were my angels. I know that when I was a child. I mean, I... I get, couldn't say that I called them my angels, but I walked to school at five years old. You know, one of those stories, walk through the snow and <laughs> walk down the aisle. That is the truth. It was <laughs> a couple of miles I walked, but I, there was this yeah. lane that was so covered in trees and wildflowers. It was so beautiful that I walked down. And I would just play along. And I knew there were angels playing with me, but I wouldn't have known how to say that at five years old. But if you tell someone, they would put it down. But I encourage children. I encourage children to believe that God has sent, sent angels to play with them. Okay, move along, Carolyn. Um, all right. The end-time church has access as an army of kings and priests to offer up spiritual sacrifices in a spiritual priesthood, in a spiritual house, containing the many truths of the golden candlestick, table of showbread, and altar of incense. Next week, I may preach on the altars uh, of God. I may. We'll see. The wood... Y'all don't know how I agonize over these ministries. This thing before I figure out which way I'm going and how God wants me to go. And then I get started and then we switch. And so I tell you I'm going to do something and then I get switched. And, but I'm just, I just, it just goes on between me and God. I just get into all this agony before him. But the wood is humanity and gold is divinity. And again, revealed the two natures of Christ, the head of the body. The brass sockets speak of the outer court. The outer court can only be likened to the 1,500-year dispensation of the law until Christ came. Mm -hmm. Thus, Christ stands at the end of the law, brass, and is the door into the church and the present dispensation of the Holy Spirit, which is gold. This could also be said of the pillar ministries of the early church. We saw the closing of one age, worship in the temple, and the dawn of another age, the church in the new covenant. You heard me say, year one. God, uh, they, re, they uh, I guess the Romans, started year one. And then, and God chose this. Jesus was born in about four to, year four to six, but Jesus purposely changed the numbering date because He was bringing in a new era. It would be the end of the old era, and He would bring Jesus Christ in, and it would be a whole new covenant, and it would be the church age. The gold caps, the crowns show the crowning of Christ the head and body, golden hooks, 
everything mentioned in connection with the door in the holy place hangs on the divinity of Jesus Christ. The door was a beautiful door, Psalm 5:16. The word for needlework in Exodus 26:36 means the work of the embroiderer, which is the Holy Spirit. And of course, that made me think of Bonnie Shulta mm -hmm. and how that gift worked in her banner. I bet, oh, she's got a job up there in heaven right now. He's got her bid. Oh, my goodness. She's working on fabric she had never seen before. <laughs> okay, so the tabernacle door leads to the sanctuary and the various priestly ministries of the candlestick, the table, the altar for the priest. Okay, so the holy place, the second door, is the realm of the spirit-filled church and the holy post-baptism of Acts 2. It is the Feast of Pentecost, first fruits. It's the realm of great salvation. Mm -hmm. It's the pattern of Jesus in the temple. Mm -hmm. It's the realm of young men. It is pictured by Israel moving in the wilderness, discipline. It's the realm of the 60-fold Christian. Mm -hmm. It's the realm of deep appreciation of praise. It's the realm of artificial light, candlestick. It's the realm of the acceptable will of God. Maybe I'll stop and preach on the acceptable will of God and the perfect will of God. Yes. There are things that we are doing, we will do that God will bless and give us choices on and it's within the acceptable will of God. Yes. And it's not, maybe it's not sin, but it's not the will of God. And people, I don't want to live in the acceptable Exactly. Yes. I want to live in the perfect will of God. Amen. It is the sand of Abraham's seed. It is the realm of the wise virgins. It's pictured in the silver vessels of Ezra 1.10. It's pictured in the bulk of the harvest. It is the realm of the second sealing, the Holy Ghost baptism. It's the realm of the second anointing, David, king over Judah. Judah means praise. You cannot enter into this realm of Pentecost and not come out a praiser. When the anointing hits, you got to raise your hand. I Where was I recently? They weren't raising their hand. I didn't care. I can't help it because I'm not living out there in that outer court. If I'm in the realm of the Holy Ghost, I've got to raise my hands and praise God. Everybody else worried about being socially acceptable. <laughs> I want to be acceptable in heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's hard to run back there, Henry. <laughs> it's the realm of the second baptism of the cloud. You know, there was two baptisms of the cloud. I got, I did some teaching. I got a whole teaching on the cloud. Maybe we'll do that too. <laughs> I, got, I get a whole thing on the cloud but there were, there's two baptisms in the cloud and that will take you into divine leadership the second baptism of the cloud before we get through with this we, I may pull up all this rain, shade, comfort Holy Ghost baptism it's the realm of the second heaven 
It is the second level of Noah's Ark and Solomon and Ezekiel's temple. In the realm of the second heaven, the demons have access. Because that's the realm of your soul. The demons still have access to you. But in the realm of the third heaven, they can only go in and accuse you if they have to get permission from God to do that. But Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So if we're walking in the spirit and not walking in our soul, uh, Satan can't accuse us. The accuser of the brethren can only go so far into the second heaven. Okay, the Bible. This is what I love to teach you. Into the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. Going to go over some of the veils of the Bible. The veil of the tabernacle, which we're going to talk about today. The temple of Solomon, of Rebekah, and that's a whole teaching unto itself. Of Tamar, upon Moses' face, of the Shulamite, the veil upon the nations, of blindness of Israel, of Herod's temple that was rent, veil of Christ's flesh, and the veil of the woman. I just about have a teaching on all of those, I think. There is a place in Christ where every veil will be abolished. I said where every veil will be abolished. And we shall behold him face to face. So let's have a description of this third entrance. The veil was made of cunning work. I bet you my sure it was called to have to work on um, this um, what God is doing with that. There's not many people on earth that have that kind of gift this woman had. The Hebrew word for cunning means the work of a thinker. The incarnation of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, was the purpose of the Father. The truth seen in the linen, the colors, and the cherubim were inwrought by the wisdom and spirit of God to the divine pattern of heaven, made according to the pattern. The veil as the only is the only entrance into the Holy of Holies. Yes. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way into the holiest of all mm-hmm. as the pattern and firstborn son. He has entered that dimension of life and has provided a way for us to follow his example. If I get to, if I start preaching on the altar next week, see we'll get into the golden altar, which is on the other side of the veil. Rocket head myself. Christ has provided access to the Father because of the Incarnation. He has been tempted at all points, yet has emerged and overcome in every area of life. The measurements were 10 cubic, that's 15 feet by the way, by 10 cubic. The number 10 reveals the responsibility of those who were born again and spirit-filled, the outer court and the holy place, to press into the maturity of the high calling increase in Christ Jesus into the realm of the sons of God. Like the door into the holy place, the veil was high and narrow. The veil was 10 by 10 and emphasizes that the hundredfold will enter as did Jesus. Jesus Christ, our great high priest after the order of Melchizedek, 
entered into the Holy of Holies to make atonement for us, and that's New Testament. The Word made flesh tore down this wall of separation as he made atonement for Jew and Gentile. There are people who will go beyond the veil in the seventh month, which is perfection, to sit down with their overcoming high priest. Mm -hmm. Revelation 3.21 There were four pillars upholding the veil. Four pillars were cut off and uncrowned. This speaks of Christ who was cut off and humiliation of his incarnation Incarnation depends upon Christ's divinity, for he was the Word made flesh. That means the whole Word. That means all that he, God had Moses write and put down about the tabernacle. And every single thing about the tabernacle was in Jesus Christ made flesh. Because the Bible says, when he was on earth, Jesus Christ uh, was the tabernacle of God walking around on earth. The tabernacle was in Jesus Christ. It wasn't the, the worship was no longer over there at the at Solomon's temple. They were all going over there and worship, but God wasn't there. God was no longer in Solomon's temple. Spirit of God left, and he was he was walking on earth, and they didn't even know him. Jesus Christ, our great high priest, after the order of Melchizedek entered into the Holy of Holies. And there were four pillars upholding the veil. With the exception of the inrock cherubim in the veil, all three entrances were made of the same material. And since the veil represents flesh, we can conclude that a wall of flesh stands before each realm to hinder mankind from entering into the new birth, which is the outer court, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the holy place, and full maturity, which is the Holy of Holies. What will keep you out? Your flesh, not somebody else's flesh. <laughs> Whatever. So if somebody else didn't come, you know, you say, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. My, my flesh made me do it. No. You did it. That's the only thing that will keep you out of the fullness of God. With the, the veil, now we're going down, I'm going to describe this like I did the others. The veil leads into the Holy of Holies and the fullness of God's presence at the Ark of the Covenant, the throne of God. The Holy of Holies is the realm of full maturity as the sons of God who have come to Jesus Christ full stature and image. It is Feast of Tabernacles. It is the realm of eternal salvation. It is the patterned son, Jesus, at the Jordan. You know, this is just common sense. I don't know why everybody doesn't see this. It's plain common sense. If Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb and he was crucified on Passover and he had, he, then he is the Passover feast. This is not hard to understand, is it? Okay. And then at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and baptized everybody with the Spirit of God. The Lord told me. Uh, 
Holy Spirit is the Feast of Pentecost. Always has been. Always has been. Okay, so tell me that we're going to have an earthly tabernacle. Oh, I think it's going to come around tabernacles. I, I mean, this is just my thinking. I can't prove it. You know why I think he's going to come again around tabernacles? He was crucified at Passover. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit came on Pentecost. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why wouldn't the Spirit of the glory of God come again at tabernacles? Exactly. Mm -hmm. At an appointed time. I'm just asking. Mm -hmm. I can't see it any different. Good. So every year we look for his appearing. Yeah. Of course, he appears. He comes on earth. If he if he doesn't come, he'll call. He will either come by visitation, or he's coming again with ten thousand times ten thousand of angels. Mm -hmm. And as I said Sunday morning, when he comes and the fire is spewing out of his wheels and the fire is spewing out of his chariots. And all of these ten thousands of angels are spewing fire. Do you think it's going to be the same fire we have on earth? Oh no. It's going to be the eternal flame of heaven from the very coals of fire before the throne of God. It's going to be a heavenly flame and it's going to burn every sin in its path Amen. that is not of God. And everybody that's left standing are going to be like the three Hebrew children. Because the flame of that fire Hallelujah. will protect you mm. from the false flame of Satan's fire. Amen. That he is going to leave on the earth. Yes, yes Lord. Lord. I posted it last night on Facebook. I forget which scripture it was. It's in the Revelation. That the beast, the one about the beast, will release a flame of fire upon the earth. Fire God is going to protect you just like you protect the Hebrew children. Help me finish this, Lord. Where did I get Okay. It's the pattern sign Jesus Christ at the Jordan. It's the realm of the fathers. We got a lot of talking about the fathers. It's pictured by Israel moving into the land. The realm of the hundredfold Christian. The realm of the adoration of worship. It's the realm of divine life and the Shekinah glory of God. Where the Shekinah glory of God shines through. It's the realm of the perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. It's the stars of Abraham's seed. Amen. In the holy place, it's the sand. This is the stars of Abraham's seed. Mm -hmm. It's the realm of the watchman of Matthew 25 who gave the midnight cry. It's the picture of the gold vessels of Ezra 1.10 and 2 Timothy 2.20. It's the picture in the first fruits of the harvest. It's the realm of the third sealing, the mind of Christ in the forehead. You know what I'm thinking? You know we're fighting. Alzheimer's and dementia mm -hmm. on the earth. <clears throat> you cannot tell me, Christian, if you have the mind of Christ, mm -hmm. 
that Satan can come in and take over your mind on earth. Don't even go there, Christian. It is the realm of the third anointing. Oil on the beard at the age of 30 and the rulership of all things. It's the realm of the third baptism in the Jordan. It is the entrance into Canaan. Baptized unto Joshua and baptized into conflict. Mm. Okay, so once you've crossed into the Holy of Holies, and now there's another crossing once you get in the Holy of Holies, it's crossing the Golden Altar, and I'll get into that next week. you got to pass by the Golden Altar. Mm-hmm. But when you have passed by the Golden Altar into the Holy of Holies, Holy. from that place you will be sent out. You will be sent out. Mm-hmm. And then you will be in conflict. Mm-hmm. Now I know this. Because God revealed it to me by vision. I know this. I'm not just telling you what I, typology, I'm not just telling you what I think, I'm telling you what God showed me. I love teaching on this. We just might keep on with this. Y'all got more yet? No. No, it's good. <laughs> I can preach this and go, oh, Lord. I just about got knocked over there. <laughs> it's the realm of the third heaven. From where we're supposed to be ministering. We're supposed to be worshiping out of the third heaven. We're not, we're not supposed to be worshiping from the outer court or from the holy place. We're supposed to be worshiping God from the third heaven. If we have passed through this veil, if we pass through the golden altar, we're going to worship Him from the golden altar. It's the place of His glory. It's the third level of Noah's Ark. And Solomon's Ezekiel's temple. The veil was rent. That veil. Oh my. That veil was rent when Christ died. Yes. And you tell me that God didn't. God says, This is my temple. I showed Moses how to build it. I have set it up. It's according to my pattern in heaven. I have sent my son to earth, uh, and they just crucified him uh, for all of your sin. Uh, and no longer does death have any hold on you. Uh, and you have been set free. Uh, I'm going to rent that veil in two, and it will never be put up again. Amen. Glory. They better not put it up. It might be rent again. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. They want to. Huh? Yeah. They want to. I know they do. Hallelujah. Okay. If it was written by God and not by man, God smote his son. 
the dead didn't. I say, God's not his son. The devil couldn't touch him. The rent bail was 17 and one half feet high. No human hand could reach it. Four inches thick and required 60 men to handle it. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. It was rent in the midst with direct access, access with no more wall of petition. It was rent completely. Completeness of Christ's sacrifice. No more sacrifices. No more bulls. No more goats. No more lambs. No more altars with animals on it. Because there is one sacrifice and one only and there will not be another. Yes, The broken body of Jesus at Calvary. And he said, it is finished. The results of the writ veil provided an access, exposed all that had been concealed, revealed the glory, and abolished the worship at the temple. Now, even Peter and they kept on going to the work to the temple, remember? Yes. They kept on going there and worshiping. Until Stephen came. Until Stephen came. And that's when it ended. When Stephen got up and preached what Jesus Christ did. Mm-hmm. And they stoned him. Mm-hmm. And the God of heaven stood up and received Stephen. Because see, Stephen was a chosen vessel mm-hmm. to break off the Jews. Christian Jews, the Christians, from worshiping at the temple. Mm. And from there, they set in place the church. Mm. That's good. Stephen was a chosen vessel. Mm -hmm. That's when they quit going to the temple to worship. Because see, God wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. The veil had been ripped. Mm. And the temple was now with the Holy Ghost coming down into a new temple which would happen at Pentecost and that temple is you and that I taught in 2008 or 7, 2007 when did I teach that last I got my notes here uh I guess 2006. I don't know. I thought I had it written up. Most of them make some comments on this today. <laughs> we got a little time left. Hebrews 13:10. We have an altar mm-hmm. from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. What is that all? altar of the blood of Jesus Christ. Not the blood of bulls and goats. Yes. Yes. The religious world does not need another form to copy from outpourings in other generations. They've got all their demagogues set up, secular religion, has enough demagogues to supply their materials. 
what the world system should observe as a holy people, receiving a holy message, mingled with holy fire, from a holy God, from a holy altar of fire, out of a holy heaven, from the coals of fire before the altar of God. One of the books that we read, it was, it was uh, My Time in Heaven. He said when he went up to the throne of God, and they, all the time they said he had an appointment. For those of you who don't know, he died and went to heaven and was there, and God showed him and then sent him back, but then he went on to heaven. Anyway, he said, uh, the coals and fire, a fire before the throne of God had his name. There was one in there that had his name on it. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we are to be a coal of fire mm. from before the very throne of God. I know there's one in there. Got your name on it. Mm -hmm. Are you with me here? This mm -hmm. You wouldn't care what I'm saying today. That's right. Jesus, the keeper of heaven's flame, seeks not to do an old thing, but to do a new thing in Zion. What we have all through time, up until this time, all of the moves of God, all of the visitations of God on the earth, all the times that he raised up a man and he put our woman and he put the fire of God in them, and they begin to release that fire on the earth. We have all of that available to us and in us. But I can promise you, this next move of God, when God begins to move, He's going to take all the fire from all of those generations. And He's going to put it up on a generation that will receive that holy fire from before His altar. Word said he's the divider of the flames. The voice, Psalm 29, 7, the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. Since he alone is the distributor, the call is not for another wizard to throw down a rod, but for God to show up and divide the flames. The Lord revealed to me the spirit of the hustler that has gotten into the church. These hustlers have become wizards. And they're faking the very fire of God. And you're, you're faking the fire of God. And then you're counterfeiting the fire of God. And you're coming into agreement with Satan's fire on the earth, which is a counterfeit of the fire of God. his voice through the flames that will prove the genuine prophecy the genuine wonder and the genuine message religious opinions and traditions have no value in the midst of the fire of God Amen Isaiah 10 17 for the light of Israel will be for a fire and his holy one for a flame. Throughout centuries, those who have known the message tried in the fire and through the fire are the fire carriers and the fire starters. Mm -hmm. 
ministry must be defined by fire. I had to repent before the Lord. So God, there was a time when I preached, when fire came out of me every time I preached. And I have begun to let the pressures wear me down. I'm trying to argue and, and against the pressures to help people see. And God doesn't want me doing that. He wants me to preach the fire. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And let the fire burn everything else up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and heaven is a fire ready to consume the altar on earth before which stands God's vessels who have laid the wood of their being on the golden altar. I'm always amazed why anybody would ever be jealous of me. It just blows my mind. Ministry has taken my whole being. Mm -hmm. It's taken everything. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to pay that price. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if you've got a spirit of jealousy. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any large anything. But it will take ministry if you're going to be and carry the fire of God and not Satan's counterfeit fire. It will take all of your being laid as wood yes. on fire. And every message that you get from God, you will go before Him and you will agonize and lay before Him to cry out, What is it that you are saying to us? Oh God, because if you're not saying it, it's not worth listening to. Or it's not for me. Job 2 29 to 31. I will pour out my spirit in those days and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire with pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And we have a lot of teachings about the moon and the blood lately. And I think we need to do some teaching about the blood, the fire, and the pillars of smoke. The voice from the golden altar is a solitary voice above the multitude of voices. It is the voice of many waters, and his voice says, Your sin will keep you from my glory. The Lord desires an altar where fire is never allowed to die. The people of earth to be blessed church must provide a holy and pure altar within our temples, our fleshly body. Matthew 9, 48 through 49. And fire is not quenched for everyone will be seasoned with fire. And every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. When the true fire message is kindled before the people then there will be a pouring out of the Spirit of God such as not been seen in this generation or any generation before us because we will have the blessing of all of their fire in our fire. Wow. Prosperity 
has taken over the church in a wonderful and marvelous way. But now the church has been blessed with the prosperity of God and it has now made prosperity their God. When a corporate groaning comes from the people of God, out from among them will step the man or woman of God to stand for the altar of God and seek one thing, the Lord our God. The cloud of his presence has entered the most unlikely places down through time and those who are humble and meek. And he goes into humble and meek places. God desires for the triumphant church to go beyond any of man's current or past experiences. Past the limits of the imaginations of the grandest revivalist. To a place in the spirit where the fire never dies and the altar never cools. Amen. Amen.